Welcome to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 35. Welcome back. I don't have anything to say up top. I got nothing either. Let's just get right into it. Go for it, man. Awesome. Our first show has just premiered its third season. It is The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon Prime. Do you watch this, Joe? I watched the first season. Uh Uh-huh. I liked it. Yep. I've not kept up with it since then. Okay, I have. Okay. I've done season one, two, and I just finished three this morning. I finished it at around 2.30 in the morning. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I got a lot to say about this show. I'm not going to give any plot away or anything, but this was an incredibly frustrating season for me. Wait a second. For people who've never seen it or heard of it, set it up, the premise, a little bit so they know what it's about. It is about... A stand-up comedian, wannabe stand-up comedian, just starting out, Midge Maisel and her manager Susie, and their adventures in trying to make it in the 1950s, early 60s. And it's very Jewish, New York, like staccato delivery, machine gun dialogue, quick, 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 big production value, sweeping camera moves. You know, they, they spare no expense production-wise on this. It's a very lavish production. Season 3 is no exception. You see the money on the screen. It stars Rachel Brosnahan, Alex Bordstein, Tony Shalhoub. From Monk. From Monk. Michael Zegan. Kevin Pollack is in it. And they have some more people that they added into Season 3. First season, it won all the Emmys in comedy. It crushed. Brosnahan won... Borstein won, Shalhoub won, it won Best Comedy for the Year. It was out of the gate. I loved it. I thought it was a great show. Mention the thing that happens in the very beginning of the show. She's going through a divorce. Yes. And that thrusts her into stand-up. Correct. That's- well, her husband wants is a wannabe stand-up comedian, and she's kind of like critiquing him and writing his stuff. She gets wasted one night, goes up on stage drunk, and in her kills. bathrobe, in her yep. bathrobe, and she crushes. That must be nice. I have no idea what that's like. I have no idea like. what that's like. <laughs> yeah, going up in my bathrobe, yes. Crushing, no. <laughs> yeah, it's a very cool premise. It this is. Show. Now, a big criticism of the show has been it's almost like a fantasy. It's not really based in any reality, really. It's so glossy to a point and you're like there's no real stakes you feel like what's really going on in this show it's clever and cute but it's like where's the real substance season three i was going more of the same it's like am i getting tired of this shtick am i getting tired of midge and Susie and their antics halfway through the season i was thinking oh yeah i'm kind of over this show there's too many characters the way things are written in this season, I'm like, where are we going? They add a new girlfriend for her ex-husband, who's typically a bore. He's still kind of a bore in this season. He's unlikable. He's unlikable. They added, he got a, like a Chinese girlfriend, who I thought was great, but they don't really develop her enough. Tony Shalhoub's character, I hated what they wrote for him this season. He got 
hooked up with some beatnik wannabe communist kids. They're like, we're going to start a paper and have a revolution. And like, it was kind of a sloppy mess. And unless the show was really focused on Midge and Susie, I think it flounders. And I know they've got to like, they've got these characters and they've got to keep them moving with their storylines. But when it's focused on just the two of them, it still works, even though some of their shtick is growing a little tiresome. But when we got to the eighth episode, whoa, it is a whopper. It is so powerful. Really? And so like, I'm like, well, I'm coming back for four. The best part of season three? The best part of season three is the last episode. Okay. It's like a cliffhanger of an ending, and it just, it it rocked. It really, and I, some people are hating it. They think it was like a total letdown. I thought it was an incredibly strong way to end the season. I don't know. The point of it is, obviously, I'm locked in for the remainder of this show, no matter how long they go. Because even with its ebbs and flows, there's enough stuff to keep me going, even if other stuff grows tiresome. Is it coming back for season four? Oh, yeah. It was picked up for four, uh, three days ago. Okay. That, I don't, they that they wrote it. this like, hey, we're coming back. I can't imagine the way they wrote it thinking they're not getting a four. Well, maybe that's part of the negotiating strategy. I don't it know. could be. But they also added uh, Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us. Oh, yeah. He's in this season. Uh, Carrie Elways has a small reoccurring role. And then Jane Lynch, who's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. She has a more prominent role. They added her in season two. Uh, much bigger part this time. Not thrilled with everything. I don't want to say this is any way a home run because I had problems with a lot of it. But what an ending. So okay. I'm going to say it. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel season three is a binge. Okay. I got a couple quick thoughts on this. Yeah. Which is, like I said, I started watching it. I loved the premise. I love how they got everyone moving at the beginning. Mm-hmm. The guy who plays Lenny Bruce, I think that's a cool kind of side story. Luke Kirby, he's, of course, in this season as well. Okay. I love that Lenny Bruce is in it. Alex Borstein, I don't, do you remember Mad TV? Oh, Her, yeah. The Chinese character she played on Mad TV? Miss Kwan. Yeah. We yeah. should mention she's not Chinese. I don't know how that flies uh, favorably in, the, in history versus some of the other stuff Probably that's come out. Probably doesn't. It was hilarious at the time. The right? 90s, man. It was right. a different, it's a different, different universe. Yeah. And uh, she was great. <laughs> she's immensely talented. Just thinking about those sketches kills me. And it's like, if you did that now, you'd be working at Arby's yeah. next week. You wouldn't even be working the counter. They'd have you, you know, taking out the trash. At the grill or whatever they do. Anyway, yeah, okay. I get it. I might have to get back into it. What I saw was good. It just, it sputtered out a little bit in season, beginning of season two for me. I was like, Oh, yeah. the beginning of season two I hated when the mom went to Paris. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a lot of floundering in this season as well. Like I said, this is not a perfect season. I've got some serious issues with it, but it came around at the end and I was like, ooh, this is why I watched the show. Nominated Finally, for a- some real consequences. One of the big criticisms has been nothing ever really happens to, to, to Madge. She sort of just like gets on by and Midge. there's no real... Thank you. Madge, Midge, I'm sorry. It's like... <laughs> it's short so- for Margie or something, yeah, right? Uh, uh, Miriam. Miriam? Miriam Maisel. Midge. Midge. For Miriam. I called her Madge. You're soaking in it. Huh. Anyway, let's just call her Miss Ma- Mrs. Maisel. Where's this thing at? Where's it at? You haven't said. I Amazon know. Prime. Okay, you didn't say that. I know where it's at. Of course, but... I said Amazon Prime at the beginning. Maybe. Anyway, come on. You could do a Google search and find it. That's what we're here Here's for. Here's the thing. If you've been watching the show, continue to watch it. If you haven't, 
watch the first season for sure and see if it's for you. And then maybe skip season two and go There's to... parts of season two that I liked, but uh, it's a hit or miss show, man. Yeah. And like I said, a lot of the peripheral characters, if I was Jewish, which I'm not, mm-hmm. but I love Jewish humor, generally speaking. I love that quick New York Jewish humor. Gary writing. Shandling. Yeah, yeah. I'm a real fan of it. However, I think they're, they're, they're playing off some serious stereotypes now, and they're almost cartoonish. Oh. I don't know. It kind of troubles me a little bit. I thought that about the husband from the beginning, which yeah. was like, this is a cartoon. Yeah. There, there, there's a cartoon element and for I, him, especially. And, oh, and, and Kevin Pollock's character as well. I feel like him and his wife, they're almost just the constant yelling and the, oy vey and the, you know, yeah. to, a, I mean, I can see how people could be kind of turned off by it and go, it's, it's a, it's a caricature. It's a stereotype. It's a fine line. They're writing. I think sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, but you know, it's what you get. Okay. All right. So binge. Yeah, I still say binge because of how it ended. It sets up season four and you're like, oh yeah, I'm there. When I thought I wasn't going to be. Okay. All right. So Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, yep. Amazon Prime's darling, nominated for a bunch of stuff again this year. Yep. Golden Globes, uh, probably Emmys coming. This just past season for season two, uh, it won for Tony Shalhoub. And Alex Borstein. But that was it. Okay. And it had swept the previous year. Okay. All right. Let's move on. You got it. So I came across a show. uh, I like sketch comedy a lot. Mm -hmm. I went through the UCB sketch writing program. There is a uh, UCB Upright Citizens Brigade, which is like the Groundlings. Uh, You know, some people know what we're talking about. Some people don't. Right. So if you ever watch Saturday Night Live or Mad TV or any of these sketch shows, Everyone has come through either UCB or Groundlings or Second City. Yep. Uh, UCB is a little bit hotter right now than the others. Anyways, this is a sketch show on Netflix, and the group is called Astronomy Club. Mm -hmm. And it's eight performers. All of them write and perform. They're all black. And it is freaking hilarious. I'm sure. I watched a couple. Yeah. I watched a couple of them, and I'm already in. You would think like... Is there going to be an angle? Am I going to get, you know, I don't know. I always worry that stuff's going to like preach or scold. Right. This is very much like Chappelle's show, which is like honestly revealing and funny and uses satire uh, for good and not bad. And uh, it's so funny. It's weird to me, not weird to me, but it's interesting to me that there's zero diversity in this show. Because they're, they're all black. A lot of the crew and directors and stuff are black, too. I know that I could not contribute to that show. So right. it's kind of interesting where it's like, well, maybe if you have like-minded people together, that is maybe that does work. And maybe just groups of like-minded people uh, need to get more chances. And we don't need to just, you know, thrust a bunch of people into weird situations. Uh, I would not help that writer's room. They're killing it the way it is. Right. And so I think it's kind of an interesting... Uh, so you're seeing like a like-minded mindset provides a better vision or like, you know, they're able to like pull off jokes when they're all on the same page. Maybe that's better than we need one Asian guy, we need one of this, one of that, one of this, one of that. One. It's like, well, you can get, just get people that are kind of on the same page and let them do their thing. Right. Regardless of what that thing is. And if they're all funny, they're funny. Yeah. And this is freaking funny. Yeah, like I said, I just watched a couple sketches, and I was laughing big it's, time. Yeah, it's really good. Um, 
So it's a UCB group from New York, and now they have a Netflix sketch show. I hope they got paid well. I'm sure they're coming back for season two. It's really good. Astronomy Club. How many episodes are there so far? Six episodes that average about 20 minutes each. Thanks, Jess. And uh, I hopefully, hopefully there's more coming because it's really good. I'm sure. I mean, I like what I saw. So definite binge, yes? Yeah, and it's something that you might, you know, if you're just casually perusing Netflix, this is why we do the show, right? Because yep. if you're casually perusing Netflix, you might be like, I don't know, click on it. Okay. Check it out. Cool. Binge. Right on. Okay. Awesome. All right. Back to me. Back to you. Well, us. Us. Yeah. Yes. We've both watched this show. This is the second show we've reviewed for Apple TV+. Plus. It is M. Night Shyamalan Servant. Now, looks like there's 10 episodes, half an hour each about. They're released weekly. Like I said, everything on Apple TV Plus is a weekly release. The first three episodes yeah. came at once. Yeah. We've just watched episode five. It has been picked up for a second season. And I can tell you right now, that second season will go on without me. <laughs> and I'm thinking maybe even the five remaining episodes will go on without me. Yeah. I'm out. You're out? I'm out. Now, let's let's review the experience real quick. Three episodes came out at one time. Did you watch all three same I did. General? Okay. Yes. I did too. Pretty yep. good. Pretty good. Not bad. Now you're like, what's going to happen in four? Right. And then nothing happens in four. Yep. And then nothing happens in five. <laughs> or if it did happen, it was lit so dark I couldn't tell what it was. Coming from the Game of Thrones fan. I know. <laughs> I know. I just... Before we go any further, it stars... Lauren Ambrose, who was on Six Feet Under, one of my all-time favorite shows. Toby Kebbell? Kebbell? I don't know. Close enough. He's British. Nell Tiger Free. She's the nanny. She plays the nanny. Now, she also played Marcella Baratheon on Game of Thrones. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So They two, use the same lighting crew. They use the same lighting crew. Two people from two of my all-time favorite HBO shows. And then finally, uh, Rupert Grint. Ron Weasley from the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. And he's the best part of the show. He totally is. I watched I watched a couple of these with my 10-year-old nephew. He wasn't supposed to be up. I'm not going to tell him to go to bed. Yeah. Not my job. And the, he was like, oh, it's Ron Weasley. And I was like, oh, you're not going to like this eel scene coming yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this show is creepy for sure. It's a very small cast. It's almost like a play. But man, it is slow. The pacing of this thing is like, it's typical Shyamalan, like, I'm just going to just, you know, bleed this thing out, and I I can't get into it, man. I was, but now I'm out. The last two episodes have just been snooze fests, and I don't I don't know if I can commit to five more episodes of this. And like I said, they're only half an hour. It yeah. shouldn't be that big a deal. So we're two and a half, close to three hours in, and two interesting things have happened in the first five episodes and there's five more to go. Shyamalan is a guy who has one good idea per movie. And now we're talking a, a five hour movie and he's already used his two good ideas. Yeah. So I'm yeah. not hopeful for the rest. I turned but, off episode five, about two thirds of the way through. I was like, I'm out. I, I got, don't I got care. through it. I got through it. I mean, it's, it's, it's creepy, but it's not, not, I'm not, it's not a really, it's not engaging me. I'm not like freaked out by it. You know, I thought I was, you at know, first, at it's first, very creepy. At first, very creepy. It's about a couple whose uh, baby had died in like uh, the 13th week. Infant mortality. Yeah. Okay. The mother, Lauren Ambrose, went into a, a catatonic state over it. I don't know if you want to give any more than that. Well, just away. I can. That's, this is in the premise. 
It's in the premise. Okay. I, it's on this. If you go to Wikipedia, this is just the quick byline. The okay. log line is this. I didn't know any of this going into it, and I'm glad I didn't because it was the only interesting thing. Okay. Well, the only thing is her. Okay. So. So skip ahead if you don't want to hear the premise. But okay, go on. But this is the premise in the marketing. Yeah. If now. you watch the ads for it, this is what it is to help her cope and get her out of her, you know, mental state. The baby is replaced with a like a a, a lifelike doll. See okay. again, I didn't know that you when didn't I watched know that it. Go, well, that's but that's in the thing. But that was the only that was I, the only fun part was learning that. I knew going in that's what it was. I don't, right. So I don't think that's a spoiler. Okay. okay. The premise is they've got this lifelike doll to help her deal and cope with the loss of her baby, and they hire a nanny to come in and take care of that doll, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. That's all I'll say about it. I'm done with it. And and by the way, at the end of Sixth Sense, we find out that Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Correct. Just in case you haven't seen that, yep. we'll ruin that for you too. Now, I think there's a chance that the end of this series we get mazled, which is that everyone is like, "Oh, you got to see the ending." That's what I'm concerned about. Like I, you know, because I just sat through Mazel, and in the middle, I was like, "I don't know where am I going with this," but I stayed to the end. Now we're reviewing this five in, and we're bailing. Right. I can't get into it, man. And I'm wondering maybe if I could plow through it all, I could if I could actually binge this, would that help? At because, once. At yes. once. Because now I read this uh, interview with Shyamalan and he was like, you know, no, we want this to be like a water cooler thing. What are you talking about, man? The weeks go by and I'm like, I forget about it. I have to remind myself, yeah. oh yeah, I got to do Servant. I feel like this is a case where binging might work in its favor. Yes. Yes. You know? Because I, I'm like, where was I last week and why do I care? So I think breaking up week by week is a detriment to it. And I also read that him and his executive producer, who is the real writer of the show, they're like, oh, yeah, we've planned out six seasons. And I'm like, six seasons of this? Oh, God, no. I got a lot of sense about six seasons and I ain't doing it. Sorry, I just stepped on you. Say that last Ah, time. It was a terrible joke anyway. Don't bother. But go ahead. I got a sixth sense about six seasons of Servant. And it's going to end up being dead the whole time. Yeah, exactly. It was dead the whole time, right? Okay. Hey, real quick, Jess, can we copyright Mazeled? Just look into that, would you? Because I think think that might be the thing. It Mazeled, right? It's like it was was sucky, 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 and then bam! You, you got know, mazled. Second encore. <laughs> yeah, you you got mazled. Yeah, I think that's good. Well, I'm gonna make a note of that. But um, that's definitely, I think, for both of us, we're gonna say purge servant on Apple TV Plus. Yeah. yeah, and if something changes, we'll let you know, folks. Okay, how about this? I will watch the remaining five out of sheer boredom, and if I feel like it redeems itself. I will report back and say, okay, we were wrong. You should you should watch the first season. But as of now, it's dead. Okay. All right? All right, so let's recap real quick. Demo watched season three of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Amazon Prime's big, uh, the thing they're the most proud of, yep. won a ton of awards. He says season three flounders and then it ends really great. So if you like season one, watch season three. Mixed feelings on season two. Is that fair? Well, mixed feelings on seasons two and three, but if you're already watching it, continue to watch it. If you haven't started it, watch the first season at least and see if it's for you. Just know going in, it's a roller coaster of this is so great and uh, this is not working for me at all. Okay, so hit or miss. 
Joe liked the Astronomy Club, sorry, just Astronomy Club, which is a sketch group from Upright Citizens Brigade in New York. They have a Netflix show. It's all sketches. They're two to three minutes long. It's like Saturday Night Live, kind of, without all the hosts and music and stuff in between. It's just sketch, sketch, sketch. They tie it together with, like, an interstitial about how they're all living in the same house, like Last Comic Standing. So there's a little bit of, like, through story to each episode. I forgot to say that earlier. Yeah, I missed that. It's great. It's a definite binge. It's totally different than anything I've ever seen, except for maybe Chappelle's show. It reminds me of that a lot. Very thoughtful and, most importantly, very funny. Uh, Binge Astronomy Club. On Netflix. And lastly, I'm going to recap Servant real quick. Servant, M. Night Shyamalan's executive produced show on Apple TV Plus, Purge. Yeah. Just, it, it's it's not scary enough. It's not creepy enough. It's dull. The performances are okay, but it's just, just not enough there to keep going. When's the M. Night cameo coming? It's already been. It showed up in, I think, episode one or two, but he was a, he played a delivery Oh, guy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. He, he drops off a box. And I was like, <laughs> and he's he, terrible. And he's, he couldn't even get that right. You know, it's like, that's his fatal flaw. I don't need, you're not Hitchcock. Okay. Hitchcock would do that, right? He'd like, you know, have a little cameo, but he never truly like acted. You know what I mean? He's toned it down a bit to his credit, but still, he's like, I got to get myself in there. And I'm like, I know. All right. Ruins the scene. Any scene that Any he's scene in. Any scene he takes you right out because you're, there he is. He didn't open his mouth delivering the package, but he did stumble walking up the steps a little. Yeah. Oh, man. He, now, I'm not a good actor, but I feel like I don't ruin the scene. Right. Uh, I'm like a talking extra. The only thing he was good in was uh, he was an entourage he played himself mm-hmm. and his he did the same thing and it was it was funny but when he tries to play himself in what's supposed to be a scary thriller yeah. it's like come on no he he gives himself parts that other actors should be playing and it's like hey you know be happy you're a director making movies that people want to see okay yeah. they don't need to see your face too uh i'm looking forward to christmas you looking forward to anything else uh, the end of the year and just moving on with my life. Okay. <laughs> Chalking off. Bye bye 2019. Now next week we're going to do a Christmas special. We are going to do a Christmas special. Great. Yes. We'll do some caroling. Yeah. We're going to uh, roast chestnuts on the open fire there. Sure. We're Why not? Have a little crackling fire in the background. Why not? We're going to be doing none of this, but. Why not? See, we'll we'll talk are. about some Christmas specials, though. Yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about some Christmas specials that are new and some uh, maybe classics that we love. Yeah, now I wanted you to talk about the Star Wars Christmas special, and you said... it's First of all, it's the Star Wars holiday special. Okay. It's not the Christmas special, and I would not recommend that for anyone. Even the most diehard Star Wars fan has already seen that. Okay, I'll just say this about the, the, the holiday special. <laughs> You're ruining my joke. Okay, I'm, I'm, Go okay. ahead. It's worth it. Okay. Go okay. ahead. As a five-year-old, I knew it was a pile of crap, Okay. Kids' judgment is when they're four and five, not the best. Oh, it's got lights and sounds and, you know, spaceships. Love it. No. Five years old, I said to my mom, Mom, this is terrible. I'm bored. Okay? And nothing's changed. It's still unwatchable. Okay. Okay? Now, what's your joke? I was going to say I talked to Alex Borstein, and she'd rather us review Mrs. Kwan than talk about the Star Wars. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There's some embarrassing parts of American history, folks, but uh, that's not what we're here for. We're here to tell you about stuff you might not have heard of. And uh, Maisel, Astronomy Club, and Skip Servant, that's what we're here for this week. And that's it for us this week. Thanks for listening. For Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. See you next time. Mm-hmm.